What's up, everybody, and welcome to the War Eagle War Room. I'm Coleman Bonds, and with me today is... Baxter Dent. Sir, and we are going to be talking Auburn football. Ole Miss is coming to Auburn. They're the number 10 ranked team in the nation. Auburn's number 18, and it's a pretty massive game in terms of just everything that's about to be happening this upcoming season in the SEC West specifically with Auburn uh, kind of controlling their own destiny if they win this game here. Um, I guess my question to you, Baxter, would be what, what's some what's some keys to the game? What do you think uh, Auburn has to do to win this game? First, we got to slow down Matt Corral. I think if you can keep him in the pocket and make him beat you with his arm, I think mm -hmm. we've got a chance. Yeah, that's what uh, I've been thinking as well. Like the defense of the defensive line, we're going to have to get some pass rush this week. I know that that's been kind of a thing in the past. Uh, I just saw a few minutes ago that TD Moultrie is not going to be playing this week either, that he's expected back for uh, the A&M game, but that he shouldn't be playing this week. So that's going to mean a lot more Eku Leota again. And he's been, like, really good so far. Where did he come from? I think I th he came from Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. Who came from? I, I'm ex uh, Marcus Harris, yeah, I think. That's right. That's right. I'm expecting Kobe Wooden to have a big game. Yeah. Yeah, Colby Wooden's been, like, on a tear this year. I think I heard – I'm going to mess up the stat, but he's, like, near the top in both – if not the top in both pass rushing and, like, run stopping. Like, if you mix them together, he's, like, the best all around in the SEC or something. I don't know. But it was a pretty cool stat about just how dominant he is. But – um, so stopping Matt Corral, I think we both agree that that's pretty much going to be the – I have seen – I'm pretty sure Papa will be back this week. Yeah, that's from everything I've heard and stuff. I've heard that uh, Papo should be on the return. And do do you think who do you want to like spy Matt Corral? Do you think that because he's we're gonna have to do something? He got like over 200 yards rushing against Tennessee. So I'm good with either him with Papo or Zacoby. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's I guess it really comes down to who you like in coverage better. Do you would you rather have Papo back there uh, covering people, or would you rather have Zacoby? Wasn't wasn't Zacoby a safety when he came when he committed to Auburn? Didn't he come here as a safety and was moved to linebacker? Or am I maybe wrong? maybe? Because I'm I'm pretty sure that he was a safety when he came, and then you just didn't hear anything from him until he started playing, and he's now that that guy. He's beast. But oh yeah, what what do you think about? Uh, Chandler Wooten and how he stepped in for Popo while Popo was out. He's he's he, we needed him back from last year. And yeah, we got him. Yeah, he's I've, a good I've, leader. I've been real impressed with him. He, yeah, he stepped up big time in that absence. And so I I just can't see us not using all three of those guys if Popo is in fact playing. I feel like that uh, there will be packages and a bunch of them that have Chandler Wooten in it because he's played really good in. Um, proposed absence, and I think that he's kind of stepped up as a leader. Uh, speaking of stepping up, I think that two guys that are going to have to do a lot of stepping up this week are Zion Puckett and Smoke Monday. It's been horrendous, and the honestly, the whole all defensive backs. Yeah, I think McCrary's been pretty good. He had that bullcrap call against uh, Georgia, where yeah, there was nothing else that he could have done, and. I just literally went up and defended like anybody would and got called for pass interference. But other than that, you haven't really heard his name be called much. And as a defensive back, that's what you want. You don't want to hear your name. So, right. I mean, but Zion Puckett, I've been very unpleased with him. Watching, going back and watching like the different film and stuff of the games, one thing I've noticed that he's always – too keyed in on his guy that he's having to cover. So against Georgia State, for example, he was so keyed in on, like, the guy that he was covering when they were busting those, like, billion-yard runs against us, they would run right by him, and he was just laser-focused in on the guy that he was supposed to be yep. covering, and it was a run play. And the ball literally goes right past him. Uh, I've also noticed that he comes out flat-footed in his stance, so the play snapped, and the receiver's already off on his break, and he's starting to, like, run run whatever route he's running and Puckett's just still standing there like he's just frozen yeah I, I think another know. guy that'll have to step up is Nehemiah Pritchett yeah I've not he's 
McClunk, Lad McClunky or McClunky, whatever his name is, yeah. toasted like multiple, multiple times. And I mean, that's not their primary receiver. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he proved himself, but like Rogers having to guard somebody else that's their primary guy. And then you want Pritchett to be able to handle anybody else yet. He's out there giving up about 150 to Lad McClunky, clunky. At right. Um, so besides stopping Matt Corral, which is going to be a difficult task, and you said that we need to stop his uh, – we need to hold him in the pocket, right? Yeah. Okay. once he gets out, he's dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's – I think that's very true because um, if you let them start running with him and him having the arm that he has, you have to take away one of those things. And I think that if you're Auburn, you want to take away his running. I'd rather take away his running. Force him to throw and make him beat you with the throws because, like, like we said, Pritchett – Needs to step up, but he, he can be good. I mean, he's at Auburn for a reason. He's an athlete. Oh, so right. I think that our talent that's on par or right below the Georgias, Alabamas, and LSUs, even though they're terrible now, of uh, this league, that that talent needs to step up and play like it. It's week – like, what is this, week seven, eight? Seven or eight. Yeah. By this time in the season, if you – I know that it's a new scheme and stuff with Derek Mason and stuff, and it's stuff that they weren't doing under Kevin Steele, but you really need to see – we need to see improvement. And uh, I think that we've been getting a little bit of improvement from the secondary. There's been some. Yeah, but, I mean, to beat a team that has this offensive firepower that can literally do anything they want to against most teams, and they were doing it to Alabama for a while, and they were just getting stuffed on, like, fourth downs – we're going to have to play some really solid defense, especially yeah. in the secondary. And I think it starts, honestly, in the secondary in this game. Uh, offensively, what what do you think that we should do this game? Do you think it should be more run-focused, pass-focused, balanced, Bo Nix? I, I think it'll be a lot of balanced. Okay. Yeah. I think. I mean, that almost gives up 420 yards a game. Yeah. And yeah. 214 of that's on the ground. Yeah. So I think it'll be pretty, pretty balanced. Who do you, who do you want to see, expect to see get the majority of the carries and snaps at running back? I think, I think Tank's not a hundred percent. Yeah. And if he's a hundred percent coming off the bye week, I think we need to feed Tank. Yeah. If that, that's a big, if though, if he's coming off the bye week, a hundred percent, then I mean he hasn't really gotten loose this year. Since he hasn't. He hadn't had that big game. explosive run. I haven't been fully impressed with his running since that the first game of the season against Akron. When right. He busted yeah. a few Alabama State. It was a little iffy, and you're seeing like shades of what he did last year. Like he'll, against Arkansas, he would get out and he would cut to the side, and he'd be one like being tripped up away from having like at least a 15, 20 yard gain, and then he'd only get five because he got tripped. Right. Up. And it's those type plays that leave you wondering how, what percent is he at if he's not at 100? And Parsons, a type guy that he's not going to ever say if a guy has an injury. And uh, I think you kind of like that from your head man that he's not just right. like tell all. But um, Parsons said that he was fine a few weeks ago, and that was a few weeks ago. So if he was just fine then, then let's hope he's 100 now. Um, yeah. What do you think about Shivers this week and his playtime? So if we're going balanced, I know after the uh, Georgia game, I'd never want to see Shivers catch another swing pass again because right. of all the drops and bobbles and just making it harder than it had to be. But uh, I don't know. I think that you might need him in some of these pass catching situations. What what do, right. what do you think about he's, he's an explosive runner. Yeah. So we, we'll need that. Uh, really looking to – I don't know if we've done the best job utilizing his speed this year to be a hundred percent. Like, no, I don't think so. Um, and I guess that kind of comes with the scheme too. I don't, it's not as much many zone sweeps and stuff, jet sweeps and like little weird gimmicky plays as we saw with Gus. But uh, I think that you have to keep the defense honest. And so, I think if that involves util utilizing Shiver's speed, then I think that's something that we need to capitalize on. 
Uh, I think there'll be a lot of play action this tomorrow too. Yes, and that that comes with establishing the run and being balanced. If we got to establish the run first. If we can't establish the run, then that means that it's going to have to be Bo Nix magic again. And Bo Bo's shown that he can do it, but he's also shown at other times that when you put it all on him, that sometimes it gets hard for uh, them to handle it, especially when receivers are dropping the ball and stuff like that. Uh, I was real pleased against Arkansas. They they were pulling down everything except for Landon yeah. King one time. He had one that he should have caught, but he didn't. But um, speaking of Landon King, I, he needs to be out there more. He's like – I think he's earned, he's earning the time in practice, I think. Okay, yeah, and Parsons – From what I've seen, Parsons says they earned their play in practice. Yeah, he said that about Shedrick, and that's kind of why guys like uh, Canyon and stuff aren't playing apparently because right. practice. And so if he's earning it in practice, then put him on the field because he looks like a miniature Darren Waller, just tall. Yeah. Big, fast, can catch and can go. So um, I've been impressed with him so far. Wish he could have kept his feet after uh, making that catch on that third down or whatever from Bo Nix against Arkansas, yeah. seeing what he can do in open space. But um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think we really have to be balanced this week. Uh, I like I like what Bo Nix has shown passing the ball lately. I think it's been his. He's definitely improved under this offense. Yeah, he's focused. He's having fun. Um, yeah, I, this is the year. But I think that I want to see more shots. I want to see more shots, like we threw to Demetrius and Javaris last game. Uh, I think that if we can make Ole Miss play on their heels, see, I think you honestly you can open up the run game with the pass because if we can go and we can establish a deep ball, it's a two way street. If you can yeah. push that deep ball, we didn't do it against Arkansas, then you can start running it down their throat. We did not do that against Arkansas, though. We kept kept throwing, and it worked. But I don't know. I'm, I'm real excited for this game. Uh, Jordan Harris. Hey, I, think, I think another person that will have a big game is uh, Demetrius Robinson. Yeah. We I need do. him to have a big game. I just think he's becoming our number one receiver. He's due one, too. He's due one. After he's starting to – they're starting to utilize them better, like you saw last week with the deep balls yep. and stuff like that. Uh, he Especially has, with his speed. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been really the problem with drops. He's had a few here and there. It's mainly been Shedrick, but uh, he had one against Penn State that I remember, and he had a few against Georgia that were big. But I've been really impressed with him so far, and – I think that he is our best receiver. I'm not sure who the leader in the locker room and the receiver room is, but I would not be surprised if it was him by the way that Parson targets him and utilizes yeah. him as kind of that number one guy. And I think that there's something to be said for Shedrick also and the fact that he just continues to get out there on the field. Um, yeah, another guy is Kobe Hudson. Oh, yeah, Kobe Hudson. I've been – I think that he's probably been like the most standout – out of them all, I think that Demetrius and Shedrick, they've been the most just like steady leader locker room right. against guys that are just going to be on the field because they're blocking and they've been there, done that, and you know what you're getting with them. And then I feel like that Kobe's kind of the the guy that – it's kind of like Emory Blake back in 2010. You knew that he, you you could see what he was and what he was going to be, but you had Darvin and uh, – you had Darvin Adams and Terrell Zachary ahead of him. And yep. Emory Blake was there. He was young still, and he was on the come up. And you see him getting massive touchdowns against Bama, Oregon, and stuff like that. Uh, I think that Kobe Hudson, that in the years to come, he's going to be that guy, and he might end up being that guy this season. I mean, you've seen it in certain games where he was that guy. And really the only knock on him that you have this whole season is the start of the second half against Penn State just – dropping the ball literally out of his hand is running the uh, trick play or whatever. But yeah. I guess um, who do you, who do you think is going to start at left tackle? We think that we're seeing Troxel or Killian Zaire. I think it'll be Zaire. Zaire. I think unless Troxel's healthy coming off the bye week. Yeah. Um, oh, if, what was his if, injury? If, let's, let's say Troxel is healthy. 
who who starts? Because Zaire did not play bad against Arkansas. No. What was Troxel's injury? I think um, that gum. Was I'm it not, a knee something? It was something like he's had problems with his knee his whole career, and I think it was something like that. That's what I want to say. It was. I it think was, that's what it is. It something on his leg. It wasn't anything upper body. It I was a lower was, body. Yeah, but and Troxel Selty. If Troxel Selty, I think is Troxel. Okay. Okay. Just with the experience that he has. Yeah, and Zaire only having really one game, and isn't Zaire a transfer? This is his first year here. I think so. Yeah, I don't – he came from a smaller school, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember where he came from. But, um, yeah, I was impressed with him, though. I think that he, yeah. did, he did hold his own against Arkansas, who, I mean, their defense is not bad. They didn't have Catalan, but right. other than that, we, we kind of just torched them, and I thought that was one of our most complete performances offensively besides the run game in terms of just pass blocking – and throw in the ball. That was one of the, the offensive line's best game. Yeah, I was really impressed. Bo wasn't running for his life. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really what you want to see. And I think that we can do a team like Ole Miss like that. I think that they have athletes, yeah. But, I mean, at Auburn, I feel like there's a higher standard. And so – I. Definitely is. The type guys that we get versus the type guys that they get. No knock on their players, but we should be able to out-physical, out-match them. And so it just comes down to who wants it more. And in some of the games this season, you've seen the other team wanting it more for most of the game or the whole game. Uh, and that was the case with, like, Georgia State and stuff. They were all over us and came out flat-footed and it shot us in the butt, but we were able to come back in that game. Um Stat line for Bo Nix, what do you think? Over, under 220 yards? Um, I'd probably say over. Okay, over. So, I guess that being said, then how many rushing yards total do you think that we have with the running backs? What's the split? Is it 50-50 or are we looking? I'm thinking a 60-40. 60 Maybe 65-35. Maybe, maybe and that's Pass, cool. yeah. yeah. Pass, yeah. I'm seeing that as well. I think, though, if we establish the run early, that I think that we will see more run than pass. That's only if it gets established yes. early. And and Harson, Harson said that before. He wants to establish the run first. Uh-huh. And yeah, he said that that we're not getting, we're not. We going haven't back been to able to do that in a while. Yeah, we don't go back to the run after it stops working when it's only the pass that's can get you back into a game and running just is too draining and taking the clock away and hasn't been efficient enough. And so I'll tell you one guy that I've been impressed with the most is uh, Shanker. Shanker. He's awesome. Uh, we run, we run like some little play where there's like out routes from other people and he's kind of right there and he just comes in and he like hooks down on like a five yard hitch. Bo to Shanker on like the five to seven yard hitch. That's, that's a tandem. Right? Yep. That's, a, that's a package. I love it. When we he he dropped that touchdown against Georgia. That he should have had, but. No. And you can argue that it was a bad throw from Knicks, but where do you want him to put it? I mean. He, that, had, he had one, yeah. maybe both hands on the ball. Yeah. It was, if you get both hands on the ball, I don't care if you're stretching all the way out. If both hands are on the ball, even if it's a hard catch, you're in the SEC. It's a ball you should have. Yeah. Uh, and that. Blows the game open. Was that the same? I don't think that was the same drive. Was that the same? That was a field goal drive, wasn't it? That the opening drive or the second drive? I, that was the opening. Which one did we drop the touchdown and then get the pass interference on the same drive? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think that that's a massive game changer right there. You get that, yeah. Then pull that in, and then they call the pass interference on Capers on the slant. Yeah, because the Shanker touchdown was first quarter. Yeah, and Capers was right before halftime. Yep, yep, and that—that's exact. We would that game is a whole different ball game, and we, really, if they call that, we go into halftime down three. I think it would have been. And I mean, I—I I, I feel like we would have gotten a touchdown out of the, after that. Oh yeah, if we had four more downs from like the three, unless we're yeah. doing the weird Kobe back shoulder fade, then we're scoring. And so. Yeah. Because um, it was like a minute left in the game or for half. Yeah. I think that 
and that changes the whole game. And that's with Jordan Hare rocking, you come back out. I mean, that's Georgia. That was one, that's, one of that, the loudest games. You want them in. That was one of the loudest games in a while. Do you think that uh, tomorrow night's going to be louder, or? I think with it being a six o'clock game, it'll be it it'll be rocking. Coming out in the orange face masks, maybe orange jerseys. I maybe don't jerseys. Auburn Twitter last okay against the pin in the Penn State for the Penn State matchup for the white helmets. They showed everything. They, they, they showed, that's exactly what I was thinking. Today they stopped at the. Today they only showed yeah. gloves, cleats, and pants. What was his gloves on? Because whatever his gloves like. I watched about like I saw an orange in the back. I know. If it's but I, I couldn't tell what he was putting it on. If it was like on his like side right there or something, that was I don't know what it was. Jersey. Uh, yeah. Gonna throw it back to the late late 70s if we pull out the orange jerseys. Um historically though, Auburn does not do well wearing new uniforms. Um uh, well, the last time we wore orange face masks, Bo Jackson was a running back and we won yes. nine to seven. Yes, nine to seven against who? Uh, Michigan. Yep, the eighty-three. And, we should yep. have better. We should have. I think that I don't know. I always hear my dad talk about that season and like that the rankings were terrible that year. or Something that Auburn probably should have been usually are like kind of like better, or maybe played for a national. Or there was some game. There was like one game like 04. something bad or something. But yep, oh four. Uh, but. All right, score. I do. I do want to take it back to the uh, our, us on defense. Okay. I did see the Ole Miss is down their starting right guard, who's been a four-year starter. I did hear that. I do remember that now. And so it could be good for Colby. That could be very good for Colby. Uh, I but think, the dude who's back, his backup is like a seventeen-game starter. So maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I feel like I heard that that guy may have been their best offensive lineman as well. Uh, now that you mentioned that, probably I think I mean, I he was on like a hit, like a forty-game start streak that so, got snapped. I I wouldn't doubt that he's their best one. Then if that means that means he's but, I mean, 12, he's 24. three four year. That's a that's a three a four year starter. Yeah, he was about he was in his fourth year of starting. That guy's probably their best guy. Everyone everyone on their offensive line is three hundred plus pounds. So yeah, it'll uh, be tough. I think that. Leota and Derek Hall are going to have a big game because if Matt Corral does start scrambling and they're kind of playing contain, then they start. I think that they, you could see some sacks and stuff. I also do like the way Marcus Harris has played this year. I thought he's come on strong. He's been he's been a dog down there in the uh, trenches and stuff. Getting I think another guy that could have a big game is Tony Fair. Tony Fair. He's I haven't heard much about him in a while. He's due one. He's out there. When he's out there, you know he's out there because of just how big oh, he is. Yeah. But uh, he's due a big game. All we heard all offseason was Tony Fair. And I mean, he's got great speed for his size. Yeah. He's, that dude can move. You think that we see uh, Tony Fair coming off the sidelines late like Derek Brown? Like Derek Brown. On the screen? That, that'd be awesome. <laughs> coming in full speed, just destroying somebody. And uh, Rod, Rogers got a big matchup against uh, Drummond. Yeah. He's their top receiver. Yeah. I'm assuming Roger will be on him. Is this the guy that was out against Alabama? Maybe. There was he's a guy. Got, he's there, got like – he's got 600-plus uh, yards receiving. Yeah. If he – if that, then that's their most yards, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he leads the team in receptions, yards, and touchdown. Go figure. Yeah, he's got, he's got six touchdowns. Their, their best receiver, Matt Corral's best weapons out against the Tide. Yeah. Yeah, but back for and all – And then another guy is we got to stop is Jerry and Ely. Jerry and Ely. Uh, the leading rusher a couple years ago. Snoop Connor, Jerry and Ely, Matt Corral. They're, that's, that's scary. Those guys are all NFL. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe not the two the two running backs maybe kind of fighting NFL yeah. or I think Ely is pretty I think Ely, Ely can be pretty in the league solid NFL but Snoop Connor I think he's kind of more fighting chance NFL see him in the preseason uh, but yeah I think that 
we're going to have to slow down their run game, no doubt. And I think they're going to try and establish a run game, too, because they, they yeah. Auburn's secondary is weak. And so if they show any amount of run, then – They can pull out the play action. Yep. The guy who I've always thought is really solid in our secondary that I'm not sure why he doesn't get time, and I like Pritchett, but he, he does, like you said, have to step up, is Jalen Simpson. I don't – He's been playing more. Yeah, I know. I've noticed that. And he started a game last. He, he was he was hurt to start the the first couple of games. That's why he wasn't playing much to start the season. Okay, didn't he get hurt last year too? He started last year at one point. He started. He's. I think he started against Kentucky last year. I think so, and he played. A I know game. he played, and I think he, he started. A, did he have a pick? Maybe I don't know what I'm remembering. He had a he had a nice five yard loss tackle. They tried to do a little screenplay, and he blew it up. I'm, I, I just remember him being a name that kept popping up on, like, the comments. Yeah, he, he'll be – I think now that he's becoming more healthy, we'll see yeah. him more. Um, I think that – and correct me if I'm wrong, but was he – no, I think that's Sheffield, who's now at MTSU. I was going to ask if yeah. he was, like, a yeah. receiver to start off with. Uh, that was – no, Simpson was defensive back when he came. Okay. Because Sheffield was a wide receiver turn defensive back. Now he's at MTSU. Yeah. Uh, not doing anything either. But um, no. all right. What 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 does Auburn have to do to win? Auburn wins if they do what? What does Auburn establish the run? Establish the run. Okay. I think I'm going to have to agree and with slants you. on the offensive side and then slow yeah, down Corral yeah. on the defensive side. I think that you got to keep Corral. Which that's, that's, that's just a hard task with him. I think he's the Heisman front runner. I'd say so as well. Uh, I mean, who else, who else is even really a candidate? I, Bryce, uh, but B. John, what's Robinson from the Texas running back. Yeah. B. John. Uh, and I guess Desmond, I don't, I don't know why Desmond Ritter's not getting a lot of talk for the Heisman. He needs to get more talk, I think. He's led since he's they've beaten actual teams this year. They beat Indiana and, and Notre Dame. I think that he deserves. I think another guy that could be thrown in there um, is Davis from Georgia. Yeah, I saw something today about that where he he hit himself said that they should just throw the – or somebody said that they should just throw – If he doesn't win it, they should just get rid of the Heisman because it's just – it's becoming a quarterback award now. It is. And – but at the same time, really, besides B. John Robinson, then who else – I guess you could say, what's the guy from Michigan State's name? Running back, Kenneth Walker. Um, Yeah. Maybe him. Uh, But, honestly, it's kind of a weird year for the Heisman. and Yeah. Like – all the favorites, Yugil Aguilé, whatever his name is, Sam Howell, and Spencer Rattler, all right. of it is terrible. I mean, then, Sam I mean, Howell's a, Sam and then Howell's you've got Sam. He's he's pretty decent. And then you've got uh, Pitts quarterback in the Kenny conversation. Yeah, they almost lost to Tennessee though. They they beat them. Yeah, but Tennessee. Tennessee's been weird this year. They started off like They're weird every year. They always, yeah, they always like, like seem to come around and randomly be good, but also they're terrible at the same time. Uh, and Ole Miss could potentially had another loss had Hendon Hooker not gotten hurt against Tennessee. And yeah. uh, I think that you see a different – you at least see a throw to the end zone on the last play if Hendon Hooker's in. Joe Milton just ran out yeah. of bounds. But school predictions for this game. What, um, it, it definitely high scoring. Definitely high scoring. Auburn's only got Auburn's only one in the SEC. Uh, only scored thirty once in the SEC this year, and that was. I think game. it'll be twice this weekend. Twice? Okay. I'm thinking a 35-31 game. 35-31. Okay, I like that. Where Where do the touchdowns come from? Um, I think Bo throws one to Demetrius. Okay. I think he runs one in, and I think Tank and uh, Jarquez Hunter both have one. Okay. And then maybe we see a defensive touchdown. Maybe we see a defensive touchdown. We, we just we really, we need to be plus one in the turnover margin. You're right. And we You're need right. a defensive score. 
Hey, Smoke Monday, there's one thing that he's been really good for his whole career. That's making massive like interceptions for touchdowns. I mean, he did have the he did have the pick six this this game last year. Hundred yep. yard pick six. Yep. So I don't know. I I've been very critical of Smoke, but let's see if he can't hopefully get another uh maybe get like a field goal block or something like that. Nehemiah Pritchett scored one earlier. Our special teams has been really good in terms of blocking the stuff this year. I think we'll win the kicker battle. Oh, yeah. Anders, Anders yeah. should win that one. Anders, he's been lights out. Just about automatic. Yep. Just like his brother. Uh, I guess for me, the score prediction, it said 35-31. I'm thinking – hmm. <laughs> This is a tough. This is a tough. I wasn't even prepared for my own question. Uh, I I could. I want to say thirty-seven. I want to say thirty-seven. I think we get to like thirty-one, and I think that Ole Miss is just like quick strike ability. We put up thirty-seven. I think we beat them thirty-seven twenty-eight. I think that. It might be tied 28, 28, something like that. And then it, we'll, it'll, it'll be close. It'll be a one possession game going into the fourth. Mm -hmm. I think that that, I think that we'll see probably like a 28, 28 tie, something like that. And then you get Andres coming out there and he hits three field goals, maybe in that fourth quarter and solidifies an Auburn win, go up 31, 28, uh, get a stop. He goes and hits another. Um, I think the fans will all be mad that we're kicking the second field goal to only go up 34-28 because that's a typical Auburn thing to do is not score but get really close and then kick a field goal and make it a game still. But then I think we go and get another field goal, kind of ice the game out with maybe like three, four minutes left. Yeah, it'll be high scoring for sure. All right, so last thing we're going to talk about here is I guess – Positional grades and coaching grades for what we saw this past season, kind of at the midway point, or not this past season, at the midway point of this season. Uh, I think that I like what I've seen across the board, but let's do, I guess, positional grades first. How would you grade the quarterback group this point this season? Uh, do we want to use a 99, uh, a, one, a zero to 99 scale, or do we want to go one to 10 or letter grades? How do we want to probably scale? Let, I, let's just do letter grades. Letter grades. All right. Um, I'll probably give the quarterbacks a B. B. Okay. I like what I've seen from Bo. And then when TJ came in against Georgia State and he changed the momentum, it did. that was good. And then he's had a couple bad overthrows or. Mm -hmm. Not even close to the route throws. Yeah, and then we all know Bo's LSU game. That was the yeah, that a was, plus performance. It was if I've ever seen one. Bo Manziel. That was crazy. So I'd get. I'd probably give him a B, maybe B plus. Okay. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna roll B plus just because of these like past few weeks of Bo Nix, seeing him. Uh, really step up and kind of mature in the offense and um, be the guy that we thought he was going to be um, maybe a little bit last year and some of the earlier games this year. And I mean, that LSU game, everybody was going crazy about it, but that's what he did in high school. Yeah. Like, just watching his highlights from high school all the time. It was that's just what he did in high school. Yeah. Being focused and having fun. But yeah. uh, I think – People are forgetting. I know it was Akron, but he was like 21 of 23 that game for like two. He started downs. Was it seven for seven, eight for eight? Yeah, I think he started like eight for eight, and then he threw was, one that could have maybe been caught, but was kind of would have been a difficult catch for Capers. It was like a little bit out in front of him on like a flag or yeah. something. Uh, but he. Everybody after that game was like, this is this is the year. <laughs> and yeah, we saw a lot of that then. And then Alabama State, it wasn't anything to write home about, but I mean he still got it done. He did what he it had. It took to a do. little bit just with it being the eleven o'clock kickoff. Nobody yeah. ever gets off to a fast start unless it's Georgia, Arkansas. But yeah. <laughs> uh I think that against he wasn't even okay. This is gonna sound I don't know. But 
against Georgia State, he wasn't terrible. Every, everybody no, I, 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 I don't think he, he was not the problem. The narrative from the media, which is a lot of people that didn't watch the whole game and only heard that he was benched, right. acting like Bo Nix. And the media narrative of Bo Nix has always been the worst thing in the world. Like, Bo Pitt, yeah. he was at one point fifth in, like, fifth all-time in SEC history for most passes without an interception. Like, yeah, and well, he, he broke the record. He broke, his, he broke his own record this year until the pick against um, Georgia. Yeah. Where Shivers and didn't catch it. That was – completely on Shivers. The argument that he threw the ball too hard is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Again, he loves it. It's a he's, he's Shivers doesn't even get the ball. Yeah. And it was a, he had pressure in his face and that's just how that play goes. It, it, it's, you're just trying to get the first down. You're like we talked about earlier. He's Shivers is a four-star athlete from Florida. He needs to make the, we're picking up somebody that should make that catch. I, yeah, I think I could have made the catch, but and going back to the Georgia State game, I I think Bo, Bo was not the problem, and Harson didn't straight up say it after the game, but he yeah. came out and said we tried everything we could. We changed offensive line, we changed running back, we changed yeah. receivers. He, the last yeah. resort was changing the quarterback. I noticed that too. He said, and so. Hart, I just we needed a momentum change. Georgia State just wasn't quite ready for it, and so they they brought in Finley, and I was fine with that. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, I never thought that I did after he scored the touchdown to win. I knew that there was going to be controversy and stuff, but I always thought that Bo was going to be the quarterback that came out first. He's the he's the better quarterback, especially with that. L- now, if the LSU game hadn't been next and it had been a different team, I think that Finley may have came out and started. I think that they didn't want Finley starting that LSU game just because of all the emotions and stuff of him going and maybe trying to play hero ball coming off a 98 yard drive and now going back to the place that he just left and his home and stuff. And I think that yeah. played a role in that, but I all, I was, I was a firm believer that Bo was going to come out and start that game. And, well, we saw both of them. So yeah, they both and, got uh, to play. I think that was scripted because Bo did find it was Carson or what somebody's Carson or but one of them said that yeah. it was the plan. Yeah, the plan all along was to do that. And so I think it worked fine. And honestly, you, I liked what I saw from Finley that drive. He didn't play bad. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't it his wasn't, greatest performance. Uh-uh. And it wasn't enough to not bring Bo in again. And I think that you could have potentially seen, I think from that point, that if Bo had maybe not done great or whatever that you may have seen Finley come in again, but I think that it would have been interchanging because I'm not sold on Finley's game. And so, I'm not either. I have, I have not been impressed with him. Um, it was just, he wasn't bad against LSU, but he wasn't great. But all that being said, I give them a B plus. Yeah. Because I like the way that since that uh, benching Bo Nix has responded. That's uh, just the natural competitor in him. Yes, he is one of the best competitors. And he's an Auburn guy through and through. I mean, come in, he grew up just like me or you, like going to the Auburn games and listening uh, to Auburn sports radio and stuff like that and keeping up with the stats and stuff. And so, I mean, he's a, he's a real Auburn guy. And that's, that's what you love out of your quarterback, him to be about yep. where he's at. And I think Bo is about where he's at. Uh, so I give him a B plus. I thought he really performed well against Arkansas. I'm hoping it continues. Uh, not putting too much pressure on him, but this is probably the biggest game of the season for him to this point. You could say that arguably every week, but this really is like a momentum shifting type game where we really find out who we are. Especially now that we control around destiny going into the last month yeah. of the season. And you can make the argument that Arkansas was also the biggest game of the season because if you lose that, then we're likely going to lose to everyone else. But I think that if you win this, then you're saying, especially, like, depending on how we win it, then you're asking, like, okay, how good is this team and what could this team really be? And keep in mind that so far we're already asking all these questions and the run game, which I think should be the best part of our offense, hasn't been the best part of our offense. And so – right. That's promising. So speaking of the run game, running back grades. What do we what do we think about running backs? Um, I'd give them probably a B as well. I think it's fair. What I've, I've Hunter probably gets it. 
A plus. Mm-hmm. He's definitely come on strong. Yeah. But then with Tank not being as healthy and not being as productive, and then yeah, Shiver's not doing much. I think that balances out to be the B. <laughs> balances out to B for B. I can agree with that. Uh, I think for me, I'm gonna say B as well. Uh, like you said, I think that Hunter is is an A plus. I think that Hunter's been one of, if not the only bright spot on the run run game this year. And that's no knock against Tank, because I know Tank still is that guy, but Tank hasn't been what he is what we think he is, but he hasn't been to this point. And whether that's been the opportunities that has been shown or the like being nicked up, like we talked about, I think that all that's contributing into uh really just his overall performance and I, I'd give him a B minus so far this year and I mean, I'm excited for next year's running back room yeah Tank, uh, Hunter and Damari Austin come Damari Austin that guy and he's, yeah, a a, he's a great recruiter so uh I've also heard that Holden Griner is really coming on and down in Georgia is he in Georgia he's from Georgia isn't he I think so I, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about him recently as well so you're looking scary there with having Demetrius Davis holding Griner and then at running back having Jarquez and Tank and Damari Alston. Um, Shivers is a senior, am I right? Yeah, but he's got the one next to COVID year as well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think. Do you think he may. I, I think Shivers loves Auburn, but. I think if opportunity came knocking that you could see him go to like one of these smaller schools kind of in this area or something like a, and transfer. But a I, graduate I transfer maybe. Yeah. Uh, and remember, I think Shivers could start honestly just about anywhere. Uh, yeah. He's really good, but it's just a matter of his size and a team willing to take on all that size, his size and stuff. And so, uh, and I don't want him to transfer. I think that he adds another di- dimension right. to offense that's really good. Uh, but if Demari Austin comes in and is like a Jarquez 2.0 and just kind of takes over, then that makes three running backs. And so then you're not really going to want to put a fourth in. And if you have three that are popping off, then a fourth, that usually means that they're out the door. But I give them a B minus. I get, no, I give them a B this year. Tank a B minus. Shivers a B minus as well. To a, maybe a C plus. I haven't been impressed with his receiving. Yeah. I don't think that his opportunities have been that good. But um, I guess now the next position group, wide receivers. <laughs> Your thoughts on them and what's their grade to this point? Um, I give them a C. They've, yeah. Since the Georgia State game and with the new coach coming in, they've definitely improved. Yeah. Um, has de- not as been as many drop passes. Yeah. There's been a couple. But, name, like Eric Keesaw, um, Keesaw. Something like that. It came from, was it? He came from Boise too? Or? He came from Boise State. No, he was at Washington at one point. He was at, yeah. But he was with Harson at Boise State. He was there, I want to say, maybe offensive coordinator. Um, I'm, Or maybe, was he the quarterback's coach or their offensive coordinator? It, probably both. Okay. Maybe. Um, I don't know, but I have noticed a decrease in drops since, since – uh, Cornelius left, and I think that Cornelius uh, did fine, but I think that it's another one of those things where Harson really just wanted his guy, and yeah, I mean, is his guy. No knock against Troy, but Troy receivers are not the same as Auburn receivers, and they're not great, great great program over there at Troy, and they're not, and they're not playing the same defenses that the Auburn receivers are playing, and so, right, um, I think that. That's kind of been what we see. I'd give them a C plus as well. I think that you've seen improvements and strides the past. If without the improvements and strides over the past like 
I guess the three or four game. weeks. Yeah. And uh, well, they the LSU the net the LSU game the, LSU. the first his first game was they I noticed they were coming back to the ball to catch yeah. the ball. They weren't doing that the previous weeks. I, I liked I liked. I but liked then we it. had all our drops against Georgia. Yeah, and that was a big. That was kind of that that tanked their grade the most in my opinion. But but the the LSU game and the um, Arkansas game and those Akron's and Alabama States and stuff uh, that that gives it up to a C plus for me. Without those games though, and if just what you'd seen and against Penn State, Georgia and Against Georgia, their their records their their grade for me is like a D. They, they Georgia they had they had six know. drops according yeah. to some. I watched six drop at like twelve. I times think it now. was, I think it was more of the eight to twelve range. Yeah, the official stat was six, but like by Pro Football Focus or something. But uh, another site had them at like nine, and then like Auburn's announcers or something, they said like twelve. And I went through and counted like 15, but I I'm probably a little bit more generous to Bo when I'm counting drops. But yeah, um, tight ends. A, a I, plus. I, I give them that. Shanker and uh, Fromm, Luke Dill, Landon King, they're all great. Yeah, I've been really impressed. Who's the guy that got in towards the end of the season? He had a maybe like two or three catches against old uh, against Mississippi State last year. White guy, Luke, big guy. Luke Deal. No. It's either Luke Deal or Tyler Fromm. Mm-mm. It's another one. Oh, uh Brandon Frazier. Brandon Frazier. Where's hey, we need to use him in the red zone more. He's six seven. Yeah. Uh where's he been? I don't I don't know if I've seen him on the field. Oh another guy, Pegues. He's been playing tight end a little bit recently. I did I did hear that he had been actually like dual moved like he's playing defense but he's also working i i wonder if that means like could you see him do something against Ole miss maybe being from Mississippi, um, back in uh, like going back there in the wildcat like we did with gus a couple of times the the piggies package the old chandler cox cat but uh yeah i'd give them an a plus i've been i've been really impressed with them so far uh the landing king drop and the shanker drop those were pretty big plays, I guess. Ultimately, the Landon King drop against Arkansas didn't really end up mattering that much. But yeah, the drop against Georgia, I think that was a momentum shifter and only getting a field goal that drive really kind of killed some of our momentum from that first drive. All right. Uh, I guess O-line as a whole, because it's kind of hard to individually grade those positions. Yeah. But – um. Probably give them a C plus. Yeah, they haven't been that great, but they have. They're not as bad as they were last year. No, no, I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, you still. They're not doing much. They're not giving Tank much room to run. They're not. But they're protecting Bo fairly well. Do you think Tank was having had more room to run last year, or or um, he just? It, it seems like it. It seems, it seems like, like he was doing more last like year, he was but like, that could have been – It could have been just Tank not being injured and stuff. That – or it could have just been the way Gus's offense was designed. Yeah, it may have fit or, him better. But I, I'm going to say C because of that uh, and the fact that a lot – you would have seen a lot more sacks and a lot worse stats if Bo Nix hadn't been Bo Nix. Right. And even TJ Finley's game winner, like – it was all – He was pressure in his face. He threw that off his back foot. Yeah, I was shocked that he was able to – I mean, I shouldn't have been because against against Auburn, Finley is like only good plays against Auburn were plays like that where he was getting like rocked but getting it off. But Yeah, and uh, I was sitting right behind the end – in the back of the end zone on that catch, and it kind of looked like he was about to overthrow him. But yeah. was it Kobe that went up and got it? No, it was Shedrick. Shedrick got the <laughs> touchdown, and Kobe was it Kobe that got the two point? I think. Oh, mm, yeah, I think Kobe got the two pointer. All right, I guess defensive defensive line. Honestly, I'd probably give him a B plus, maybe A minus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're we've been pretty good about 
getting the pressure. Now we're not as good as we were Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, yeah, Nate Coe, and all them. Yeah. But they're doing pretty good to, with the experience that they have. Better than Big Cat ever did. Um, yeah. I, Leota is an upgrade, in my opinion. But And then Derek Hall is doing pretty good. Derek Hall is an absolute beast. Our, our edge rushers are what, pretty good. What year is Derek Hall? He came in with Bo. Okay, so that makes junior. him junior. And if, I, I feel like if he went out now, I don't know why he wouldn't be third round up. Yeah, I could see him being a third, maybe fourth round. At this point. So, you think that we keep him another year? I think he'd come back, yeah. I'd hope he'd come back. Uh, and Colby was a, is a year older. Is this his senior year? Where were he, they? No, I think he might be in the same class. I think he's in the same class. Actually, wait a minute. Is it? No, he was redshirted one of the years. I think he's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, he might have got redshirted his freshman year. Yeah, because he really – we only started hearing him last year, and so this is his second year of him actually playing. Yeah. But that would mean he's eligible to go too then as a redshirt. Yeah, but I don't think he will. Let's hope not. If we could bring back both Derek and Colby uh, Wooden, that would mean graciously. Papo's a junior, so we've got to hope to bring him back. Yeah, where where do you think he would go? I feel like that he's already like third. Right now, he'd third be round, a probably third round pick. Third round guy. Uh, Just I, I think he is. Roger. I think Roger's a first round lock. Yeah. Do you think that maybe he, Rogers, maybe Rogers early seen? second? Or was he yeah, the second? He, he came back this year. He could have yeah. he could have left, but he came back. And I think and I think last year he would have been like a third. Or did he come back for his? Did he come back for his COVID year? He didn't come back for his COVID year. He was either Bo Nix class or a year before Bo Nix. I think it was the – I don't remember anybody from that that class. Who was in that class? Which class? Year Bo's be, class? Year before Bo. Uh, ooh, I don't remember that one. I remember Bo's class, but I don't remember Ro- – Roger was in the year before Bo, I believe. I think Roger's I a think normal so. senior. Um, I think so. I can't think of any – I guess Zacoby would have been a normal senior. Is a is a normal senior. Zacoby's a senior. senior. Yeah, Zacoby's a senior. So that he would have came in that same class as what's his name, and I think Puckett's a senior. I think so. I think Smoke is Smoke a senior. Smoke's a Smoke's a senior. Yeah. He's either senior. Sherwood or was that, I think that was the Sherwood class. I think that was Sherwood Smoke. Yeah, Sherwood left. Sherwood left early. Yeah, I think that was Sherwood smoke because I remember we got tons of guys in the secondary that year, and uh, I think Zion Puckett, uh, McCrary, and I I think Zacoby McLean was a safety. I think so, and that's why you didn't really hear of him till last year when he finally was moved to like linebacker and actually got playing time. And he may have been a linebacker. Well, he he played the year before because he, he had the he had the pick, pick, pick six. Yeah. but wasn't I don't was he a linebacker in that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that linebacker. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I'm remembering him coming as a safety though, but I'm like pretty pretty sure that he came as a safety. Um, I guess so. I guess that would mean let's talk about the linebacking group now. Uh, grades on the linebackers this year. I give him a. A plus. A, yeah. Now they um, lived up to their expectations. Your grades for the defensive backs this year. <laughs> yeah. Um I'd give them a C minus. C minus. Just with the blown coverages. Mm-hmm. And then I mean there's at least five plays a game where dude's wide open. Yeah. There was that what 70 yard touchdown Georgia had. Yeah. I don't remember who was defending that one. Uh, I think it was McClunky, McClunky over the top. But no, who was the defensive back? Was it Pritchett? I Pritchett. Literally just I mean, got he won within five yards of him. Yeah, I know. He literally got the Penn, was, Penn State. Penn State covered, was awful. Penn State was awful. Yes, terrible. Penn State, there was three plays in a row on a drive where they did it was wide open once. They did do something once. My high school ran it one time. Uh, it, it's where the tight end lines up at left tackle, and they have sneaks out the back. 
Yes. And you have to do a certain thing substitution wise where you still have to have five actual linemen. And so they brought another, the other offensive lineman is then lined up at tight end on like the other side. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it made it where it looked like that they had their five linemen were those guys, but at, in reality, the fifth lineman was the tight end over here and the tight end was eligible. The, the left oh, tackle sure. is eligible because it was the tight end in this formation. I don't remember the what you have to do, but I remember the week that we ran it at my high school, our coaches in practice, we talked about it all week about what what we needed to go in into the ref and say for that to happen or whatever. But it scored a touchdown in our high school game and it got really close to scoring a touchdown if it may have. This I think it did. It was across the middle, like the 25-yard one or something. But Penn State's tight ends absolutely ate us alive. And the secondary yeah. was not communicating well at all that game from just the look of it. And, uh, from kind of even like what they've said after the game, you can kind of tell that their communications were the biggest problem because they were talking about having to play fast. And, and right now they're still like learning and stuff and they are not able to play as fast as they want and things like that. Um, like we said earlier, I think that we need to clean up everything. It's week seven or eight or whatever week it is. And I think it's eight because normally four and two just came off the bye yeah. week. Yeah. So it'll be week eight. So in week eight, you got this is the time of the year, whether you're in a new system or not, where you've been running it all spring, summer, and six games in now, and seven if you count the week of practice in there. I think it's time that the secondary puts together a complete performance. And I, th- I think game, they will. What better game to do it than against the current Heisman favorite, in my opinion? And, yeah, I think he is too. Uh, I give the secondary, I give them a, a C minus as well. It's, I, our, our, our safeties, I've not, the safeties, as I'd give there's, them. There's smoke, and who's the other one? Uh, Is it Knighton? It's, it's been Zion Puckett. It's been a mixture of, like, Puckett. Puckett's out there in weird situations, but also out there, like, most of the time. And then randomly you'll have, like, Kaufman come in and by Darius Knighton will be in there, but I'm I'm not sure like what the rotation is. I just know that every single time Knighton had the inter- the game ceiling interception against LSU. I like Knighton's game. Uh, if, if he, is he a freshman or is he a transfer? He is a transfer, but a freshman. I want to say, I think he's Where like you a come from? small school. I believe. Um, I could be kind of wrong but I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, I don't know the school, but it was, a, I think, I believe it was a, a really small school and he's a red shirt freshman maybe. Um, but I want to quote me, even though I think I'm right, but I might be wrong. Uh, Kaufman's from Vanderbilt. I've liked what I've seen from he him. He came with Mason, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would hope that would mean that he would be able to kind of like help the other guys a little bit more than, one dude I wonder where he is is um is it Dre Miller that came from West Virginia. Oh yeah. I remember was, yes. Uh, he hadn't played at all, I don't think. We were supposed he was he was one of the he was one of the best corners in the league last year. In preseason, all you heard about was them projecting him to possibly start along with all the other guys and stuff. And I haven't seen him at all. I haven't heard his name at all. And uh yeah, I com- I completely forgot about him until you just mentioned him now. Um, I've already said what I said about Jalen Simpson. I hope he starts getting more time. No knock against Neil. I Hall. think now that he's I think now that he's healthy, you'll see him more. Yeah, no knock against. I Neil remember Hall. he, but I've been he missed the first. His first and game was Georgia State, I think. And then he came into a game and he ran off the field whenever he was in. He was in and he got. Was that the Akron game? Did he? I don't. He didn't play. Maybe. Yeah, he played. He actually he played Akron, got hurt, and then missed the I, next couple I, games. I was at that game, and I remember him running off the field uh, during one of the plays. But, um, yeah, I. It's really smoke and pucket that are like just 
downing these ratings for me. And Pritchett's not been great by any means, but I think he's played around a C this year. But the other two, they're they're D's for me. I puck it and smoke. Smoke, I'd give a D plus because he still has made some plays here and there. But just uh <laughs> no knock on Puckett, but every single time I watch, if I look up and it's a seven, eight to 20 yard play. I'm immediately looking for number 10, and usually he's right there. Well, that's like last year, it would always be Christian Tut. Yeah, I was about to say, he's the most Christian Tut type player I've ever seen. And no knock against Christian Tut, but I'm no. glad he's not here anymore. Never been more glad for a player to leave. I don't even know where the man is anymore. I remember he went to the draft, and all the Auburn fans were like, Yeah, you're not getting drafted. Gosh, that was one of. That was one of the worst decisions of a player I've ever seen. Well, I like because him. I think his best play might have been the fumble recovery against LSU last year. Or or he did have that long – I think it may have been against Ole Miss that he had like that pick six that – where it wasn't a pick six. He got like a 60, 40-something yard return on it. He like started on this side of the field and like slowed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. I remember that one. Just, Christian Tut was always like six yards behind somebody. And if the ball was in the air, you knew where it was being thrown. Like if you were watching on TV, you knew where – you knew what receiver it was going to, and it was whoever was lined up on Christian Tut or Christian Tut was lined up on. Um, all right, so special teams. A. A. Anders is great. Yeah. Uh, Chapman's doing good. Got his punter doing high – doing good. Kicks him high. Yeah. Which gives us enough time – high and long, which gives us enough time to get under get it. down there. The rush on those, the and then when we, I mean, Kalen Newton blocking the punt a couple weeks ago. Yep. Uh, block. I call it that field one. Goal, getting the field goal block for a touchdown yeah. against Alabama State. Was it a touch? Yeah, it was a touchdown. Yeah, that's, yeah I mean, that's, that saved the shutout that game. Yeah. Um, trying to think on Kitchens Robinson's punt return. Yeah. Who's who's they hadn't done much. Is it Tank or is it Chivers? Uh, Hunter is back there, I think. See the Shivers or Hunter, and there's a receiver, but I don't remember which one. Maybe defensive back. I don't remember the other person. I don't either. Trying to think. I don't know, but I think Shedrick maybe. Maybe so. I think so. Probably he has. Sure hands, but uh, I don't know. Any last thoughts uh, before we wrap this up of the first week of the War Eagle War Room? Uh, this is non-football related. You know, we've got the orange and blue basketball scrimmage tonight. Yes, after with the, the dunk, with level. the dunk, yeah, with the dunk contest. Who you got one in the dunk contest? Bounce man himself, Devon Cambridge. Easily, hey, easily. Uh, Devon Cambridge. So he's from up here. He's from up uh, in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is about like 45 minutes from where I live. And I play tons of pickup basketball with tons of people. And uh, so there's this church called like Community Church. It's in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is about like 30 minutes from where I live. And I had been going up there. I'd gone like the day before and I'd gone like all that week and all like last week and just gone up there and hooped for like five hours or so with like all these guys that are like small college to were good in high school like it's legitimate hoop sessions and stuff and Cambridge this is over the summer so Cambridge is back home and stuff Cambridge I decided that day I was literally driving and was like eh, I'm not gonna go today Come to find out Cambridge is in there playing basketball that day. I see it on, like, people's stories, like, oh, we're hooping with an Auburn player. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> One day I decide not to go. He's there. So I get on Instagram, and I message him to see if he was going to be up there the next day. Uh, and this was a Thursday that he was at the game, at, at, the, at the gym. And so the Friday the, – so I ask him if he's going to be there on that Friday. He says, yeah, if there's people, I was like, I can get people out there because I know a bunch of people that I can get up there to play. And so he puts on his story to, to slide up for a hoop session or something. And so I've, and I've like been messaging him. It turns out the gym is closed that day. I, who, I don't know why it would have been closed on a Friday out of like. A Friday? Yes. 
it, it's, it's like when it should be open. Yeah, it's a church, but I could have sworn that their hours were like uh, eight to five every weekday. But it was closed on the Friday, and I felt so bad because I had to be like, "Hey, bro, actually, um, it's it's it is closed." He put it all on his story and everything, and I was like, "Dang, I just I really." I think I do remember seeing that. <laughs> yep, you probably do. Uh, he was he was mad. He wasn't he wasn't mad, but he found somewhere else to play that day. But uh, dang, I just know I felt like I blew it because I missed the chance to play with him the day before, and then I actually was in communications with him and led him astray the very next day. But yeah, that was. I mean, I'd gone to the tip. I was a tip off of tumors. Yeah. That they, he wanted to do the dunk contest so bad. <laughs> I think they, they, they said no dunk contest. It was too slippery. I and think he's like he's he wanted to do it so bad. He knew he was gonna win. They were supposed. That's why I thought they were supposed to do it then. But yeah, but it was I just. I didn't hear the, anything about any of dunks. Yeah. Anything, so I was like, okay, maybe they didn't do it. It uh, was too slippery. Like the uh, was the do or whatever conversation yeah. was on, on the court. Yeah. Who do you think wins it? Devin easily. Yeah. Dude, I mean, if you if your nickname's Bounce Man, that's like Yeah. He gives me Malik Dunbar type vibes. Oh gosh. Malik was such a beast. Such a beast. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for the first edition of the War Eagle War Room. Um catch us next week. Uh next Friday. We're going to be probably previewing the Texas A&M game and talking about what we saw this past week uh, and War Eagle. War Eagle.